Welcome to the three days away from opening day Mariners Never Sunny in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Day, and I'm here with the legend, the the genius, the expert, the numbers guy, the the childhood fan, Mikey. <laughs> Did I miss anything? Uh, it was all very uh, generous, I think is the word. <laughs> uh, dude, we're three days away. That's why I, I kind of forgot that like it's a home opener. Like the season starts with the home opener. Because I feel like it's usually, at least it feels like it's usually not. So, I think the past, yeah, I can't remember. I'm sure it wasn't as long as my mind is saying it was, but... Yeah, I, I feel like it's been away for a little bit. And we get to celebrate like actual opening day home. It's pretty dope. Against the Guardians, right? Yeah, it's exciting. So it's Bieber against Luis Castillo, which is a good-ass matchup. Potential playoff matchup? Could be. I mean, I, I, we're going to talk about minor league moves. The, the roster's coming to form. Players are getting cut. You know, this is the time where the lineup, kind of the... Everyone we're bringing to the big show is rounding out. But, you know, not to skip ahead, but... How are you feeling about this team overall entering the 2023-2024 season? I feel like... Specifically, Kelnick and Robbie Ray, like them taking steps forward in my mind, like I, I kind of think it's changed the whole complexion of this club. Like, um, <clears throat> I think the hope for me was that Kelnick can just hit righties well enough to, you know, like hit righties league average which isn't that valuable but between him and and pollock like i think forms a decent enough platoon where left field isn't a black hole like it's been but i kind of think that he's just gonna hit like uh, we started to get to this towards the end of uh last episode but um i'm really really excited about where kelnick's at i think he's gonna be a really legitimate, like one of the better left fielders. And I might just be overly optimistic, but between that and Robbie Ray, who, you know, we've been talking about like a number four starter, uh, since, you know, last season is looking like he did when he threw, you know, when he was a Cy Young. So a Cy Young number four starter, if he can hold this velo, because I think what we kind of forget from his Cy Young season in 2021, he didn't have Velo the whole season. Uh, he started dipping towards the end, which, you know, should have been a warning sign maybe that you you don't give him five years or, or you go after Gossman more aggressively. But uh, between the two, I think really what it's done is like take what might have been weaknesses and really like elevate the team, I think, like really raise the baseline. Um, so I think you actually you in the discord said like you're you're you believe in in Ray more than Kelnick right now. But 
I mean, I think this looks like a, a we kind of said pre-pod. Like, I think this is a team that could go to the ALCS. The, Damn! I mean, it, it could go to the World Series. Like, this is a good team. Like, the construction of this team, especially if they, they do something at the deadline. I mean... Uh, well, that's the I question. Is, 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 it a, is it a move? Is it a piece away from what you feel is a LCS contender or I mean there was a lot of unhappy fans this offseason with a lack of money spent by the front office I mean if you look at the Mariners infield like including catcher like it's pretty much two and a half to three war across the board just based on like uh, depth charts projection so steamer and zips and like it thinks Kelnick's like a one more player, which I don't think is true. And I think Teoscar Hernandez, you know, provides the health and also just like upside that Hanniger didn't. So, wow! I just, quit, quit I just the think Hanniger is... slander, Mike. We're not. We haven't <laughs> I think even. This thrown is just the like such pitch. a right. I mean, man, he hurt his what hamstring. Or something. Uh, whatever bones connected to that other bone. Yeah. He's not healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's not healthy yeah. now. Yeah. I-, I think he's starting on the 10 day. Yeah. If I so, read it correctly. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I see a lot of, I-, I see a lot of like, I think the floor of this team is good. And I, I see a lot of ways that they could, punch above their weight in terms of their projections because you know the projections don't think Kelnick's gonna do much of anything the projections don't love their bullpen um and they don't love Ray Gilbert Kirby I would say so I think there's a good chance that you know I think they're projected for 83 wins um I think they could repeat their last season 83 is enough to get into the playing game, though, probably. The wild card game, I should say. Yeah, I wonder what... Um, I mean, that it's, it's like tight, you know? Like, I think it's too early to say now because there's so much movement that's going to happen. But we've already sure. seen, like, the Astros are, are hurt. Like, um, Altuve went down. Mm-hmm. Broke his thumb. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're pretty uh, I think they look as mortal as they've looked for at least half a decade. No Verlander. It's I'm really interested to see what happens with uh their starting rotation cuz it's I respect the hell out of them cuz it's uh fully homegrown starters. Um Oh, I mean, they, they got exciting arms. I mean, I'm I'm fully expected to see like even pitches like Christian Javier take the next leap and and fill the void of of Verlander, etc. Um, yeah, I, I I think the Mariners' rotation is is slightly better, but Astros are definitely still the team to beat. With with the Rangers making a lot of moves too, a lot of win now moves. Um, yeah, they're I, they're they're interesting. <laughs> I always view them as like the Brooklyn Nets of baseball. They just throw like <laughs> a lot of money 
and try to get the second and third options of of every pursuit. But you know, that is kind of what they are. Some sometimes sometimes it, it can work. Most times it doesn't. And you know, the Angels, we can't forget that they still have the two best baseball players in the league that had a great showing in the WBC, but haven't really been able to translate that success to the bigs as a team, I should say, individually, of yeah. course. But yeah, I mean, uh, let me let me ask you this: as, as somebody who is who's worked in mental health and and has that type of training, I'm not trying to ask you to like diagnose anybody or overly psychoanalyze, but just surface level question: Who has the biggest kind of mental hurdle you think to overcome? JK's kind of flop of a rookie year, expectations dropping, archiving photos on Instagram. Or is it the the pitch that everybody will remember forever that Robbie gave up to Jordan? Oh, I think I think for sure. I mean, we've we've seen quotes from Ray, uh, him saying, you know, like something along the lines of like, I you have to have a short term memory. Um well, relievers do for sure, which, you know, yeah. <clears throat> he was but, for that day. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think when we're speaking, you know, materially, I'm a materialist. <laughs> um, Kelnick had never struggled in his life. Um, and I think, you know, it would have been it would have been really, really shocking for him to to struggle and kind of to have the mental fortitude right away to, to, um, to just, you know, get over it, have a short-term memory and, and whatever. And I, I, just the way he talks, I think he's grown a lot. Um, SD Rivera actually shout out to SD. Um, I don't think it had come out, uh, the last time we recorded, cause I think it was days ago, but, um, just kind of wrote an update on, on Kelnick and he talked about the mental side, um, I think he's really grown and I, I, I think I'm not worried about Ray. Um, I think, you know, I think he could go into that situation again and try the same exact pitch and, and execute it. Um, so uh, he wasn't having a great yeah. year to be fair. Right. Yeah, like it, it's it's the expectations and and the outcome was definitely a lot less than the picture that we thought we were getting. I mean, in a lot of ways, the move for Castile was prompted by the underwhelming stuff Ray was providing up until that point. And it's it's yeah. interesting that like this, the Cy Young was only a couple years ago, and we're already kind of the expectation. Like all we need Robbie to be is a solid number four starter. I think I honestly think he could feasibly be I would have called myself crazy. Um, but I, I I think he could be the first or second best starter on the team, uh just based oh, on Oh, he definitely has that ceiling. You know, yeah. And like his hiring season, and I, I wonder if if a lot of these were when the Velo was down, but he gave up a lot of home runs, like one one and a half home runs per nine. So if he can do anything about that, I just, 
I just kind of think he's going to have a super good year. Yeah, I, I think he's about, he's definitely in his early 30s. So it's, you know, that's that's typically where we see traditional decline. I mean, there's outliers, of course, you know, the Verlanders and the Scherzers of the world. But yeah, he's 31. Uh, looks like he's turning, when is his birthday? Five, six. So May. What sign is that, Mikey? We're from Seattle. <laughs> He's May. I think he might be a Taurus. Oh, yeah. Short-term memory. Solid as a rock, you know? <laughs> When's his birthday? I think... Uh, oh, he's October. He's a, uh, he's a Scorpio. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at his Major League debut date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if he's a Scorpio, then that dude definitely remembers that pitch. And he has revenge on his mind. He may seem like he's like, eh, didn't bother me. But you know he circled the Astros days on his calendar and he's waiting to face Yordan again. Which which I think is a good thing. You know? Yeah. Other minor league moves. Um, well, just roster moves in general. It, it looks like we sent back Chris Clark to the Cubs. Which was a rule five pick, right? Yeah, I honestly have not been I have not. You been don't really know everything and all. anything about Chris Clark. <laughs> that's what that's what uh, that's what we're paid to do, right? That's what our however many dollars a month from our. Oh, by the way, I uh, let's see, a week ago, I I uh, I did a a regional worth draft. It's like the Western Expanse Roto Fantasy League. It's you never invite you, you, me to the cool ones, bro. You'll you'll have to you'll have to join next year. I bet okay. someone will drop out. Um, we did an in-person draft. We actually went to Chuck's in the CD. If anyone's familiar, and uh, oh, fun! Oh my god, <laughs> bro, so much people, FOMO. People walked up to us and were like, "Are you guys gaming?" Because we all had our laptops out, and I was like, "I didn't hear it happen," but I was like, "I don't I honestly don't know if that's more embarrassing or if drafting fantasy baseball is more embarrassing." And I think drafting is more embarrassing, but um. <laughs> I think nine out of ten times it's probably the fantasy baseball, <laughs> but maybe yeah. in a city like Seattle, where I don't know, PC cafes don't really exist. Maybe people yeah. don't understand gaming much here. We do have a professional esports org located based out of Seattle. Evil Geniuses, yeah, they're yeah they're pro in like League of Legends and Valorant and and games like that. But yeah, yeah, not not a big gaming city for like such a big tech city. Yeah. No. Um but, Any, but Aaron, anyway, that sounds fun. Yeah, Vodaman Empire was there and, and Grant. Hey, shout fine. out, Aaron. Yep. Yeah. Um so a couple couple people who listen to the podcast and uh I mean Grant was like, I didn't know that y'all had a, a Patreon and and Aaron was saying, like, y'all need to plug that at the top of the episode. Cause you know, like when we're winding down, people will just end the end it, you know? Yes. It's like, okay. Send a whatever like they don't need to hear us say for the seventy sixth time, you know. Like subscribe to our Patreon. Here's where you can find us on Twitter. So we're so, saying it now. We are saying now that uh, you can support us on Patreon by going to Patreon.com/slash Never Sunny in Seattle. Um. Yeah. The more you you support the Patreon. The more Mikey will know about players like Chris Clark. 
the more I can pay my rent. <laughs> uh, will Casey Sadler be able to pay his rent soon with uh, with his injury journey? He just got sent on as well. I mean, I, he's he's one of my favorite pitchers. You know, I, I was a little biased because he was the one right who got hurt last year and then immediately wanted to get involved locally somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, I remember that. I thought that was really cool. He's a he's a good story. He, um, I think he's just gonna get sent down, build up some innings, make sure that the the command and velo are are there, and then he'll get called up. Um, I'm not worried about him. He's he's a, uh, <clears throat> like a a pretty legitimate like seam shifted wake guy, which I think is why I'm trying to remember. I think his his ground ball percentage on like his sinker is like 80% or something like um so long as the velo is back and he can you know command the ball 80% of where it was in 20 whatever 2021 I think um I think he'll be all right so um yeah I think that's a, a short-term thing uh and then Gabe Spire got sent down I don't think that's a shocker it really I think the 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 I think bigger battles was uh, Mason McCoy versus blank. Mm -hmm. uh, McCoy lost that job to, um, I mean, it's going to be Dylan Moore in a couple weeks, but I think they'll, they'll kind of patch it piecemeal it together until then. Um, Justin Tapa. I found out it's Tapa, uh, or at least that's how they said it on a broadcast, mm -hmm. uh, got sent to the minors. So he, he lost that battle to Matt Festa who, Again, uh, we talked about last episode. I, I think, I think a cutter is a really good way of. It it is kind of the Matt Brash thing, you know, like really good sweeper. The fastball misses bats and like is pretty good, but he'll give up home runs on it. So I think the cutter might be a good um, path to. Uh, kind of you know um alleviating the home run issue and if he can do that i think like wow he turns he you know becomes uh instead of like a, a middle relief guy like is someone you know like you wouldn't mind having in a, a big spot so um who who are our like our seven eight nine i know we don't really operate that way the league has shifted more towards like high leverage situations but mm -hmm. You know, if if you had your three, like it, it's obviously Munoz. It, is he currently the eighth or ninth? I think it uh, it is based on. I think there are a lot of factors. Um, I think. I think likely. <clears throat> um, teams know what pitchers match up well against certain hitters, so. I bet they have some sort of matchup matrix where it's like, okay, we have this reliever. Here's who's coming up in the eighth and potentially the ninth. And they probably crunch the numbers, you know, pretty quickly and are like, okay, it makes sense to go with Munoz here in the eighth and mm -hmm. maybe go Seawald in the ninth. So I think, I mean, we've seen Munoz go in the sixth inning because the, the leverage was relatively high. Um, 
I think the cool thing about the Mariners is you see them utilize guys like Munoz in situations where the stakes don't seem high, but the fact that, you know, let's say it is Jordan and Bregman and Altuve coming up in some order. If they come up in the sixth or the seventh and you know, you're you're up by three runs, like it might make sense to use him there because uh they might not come up again and you might just be putting out I don't know quite how to say this, but kind of putting out a fire before it's you know uh before it, it becomes anything. So are we still the fireman crew or what? Yeah, Los Bomberos. Um uh, yeah, like I think they're just gonna be better. Um, it it is. I, I I think people are kind of underselling how big of a blow it is to lose Swanee. Um, but it does seem like, like I think the most underrated pitcher in the bullpen is Trevor Gott. Um, he yeah, doesn't have talking about much... him a lot recently. Yeah, I just. I mean, he has a lot of really interesting traits. I like the super flat four seamer. I think the sinker has good traits. The curveball, if he throws it any harder, which it doesn't seem like he's going to, but like I think it's really like Kimbrel esque. Um. So, and then the cutter is really interesting, and and the shape of it might have changed, uh, based on the really really limited data we have, but, um. I just think that they have a, a chance to unlock, you know, even more guys. And then, you know, there are guys like Diego Castillo who are like fooling around with adding a changeup. So, um, yeah, I think I think the bullpen is going to be really good. It, it feels the deepest it's ever all. been. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, Diego throwing a changeup, I'm sure will go well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're right. I mean, the bullpen's deep, you know, it's very much a next next man up type of situation uh mad brash is adding another year to mad brash is is only going to be more exciting in my opinion have you seen much change from him we talked about the cutter you know um i really like i kind of wonder how much like i i i I haven't seen him pitch that much this spring but i kind of wonder if like that becomes his most thrown pitch. Um, or at least like, yeah, because he threw it like exclusively in one of the games I saw in the WBC. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, maybe not to throw 60% of the time, but like to throw it a little bit more than the sweeper. Uh, and then the fastball just keeps hitters honest. Like I, I think there's a, a, a lot of routes now for him to um to just be really really fucking good um yeah he's really really exciting okay i guess my last brash question is are the hopes for him ever converting to a starter kind of over for now is this is this a permanent route and and to be fair it, it I'm I'm kind of lumping in the future of Bryce Miller. We'll we'll get to him being sent down a week ago. I'm probably gonna see him earlier sometime summer, but 
yeah, we chatted about this last podcast, but you know, Brash has obviously a whole arsenal of, of things, of pitches, but with a team like the Mariners who aren't short of arms and starters and finding places to fit people, um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what, what the future really is for pitchers like Brash and, and Miller. I think this role just kind of makes sense for Brash um, because he is a guy that can... I mean, he came up in big spots last year. Like, I'm trying to remember exactly what it looked like in the Astros game, but he came in either in extra innings or late in the game, and and I feel like there's a runner on... I was there, so I should remember this, but I feel like a runner on second or third and, like, stranded them. Um, between the, the weak contact, like, pop-ups and, and just missing bats, I think it just makes sense to have him here. I... I, I do wonder, like, they haven't actually used him as a multi-inning guy, which people talk about him as, but, you know, he hasn't really been in that role. Like, the last time he pitched more than an inning was mid-September, but before that, and that was 1.1 innings, uh, was August 9th, two innings. And that was the only time, actually, that he pitched the only two times really that he pitched more than three outs essentially. So yeah, I wonder what that looks like for him to, to be able to go to if, if needed, but um, I feel like he can do it easier now with the cutter. So I wouldn't close the door on it, but I think, um, I think he's probably, probably, you know, nestled into his role. And, and he's a clean inning guy, right? Like he doesn't, he usually starts innings. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if that's more of like experience and age. And, and I know with, with newer pitchers like him, you usually try to like, hey, you're starting an inning, you're ending an inning. Let's not make it complicated. I wouldn't be shocked to see that role continue to develop to your point, you know, in another full year for him, like in the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Things could change. I think he's just, you know, he's more versatile now. Um, so I think oftentimes, yeah, clean innings, but, um, but uh, like I said, like we've seen him get thrown into some pretty difficult situations and he comes through. Um, I mean, I'm trying to, remember. I don't think he didn't give up a home run once he, uh, once he transitioned to relief. So he pitched for three, three full months and a little change without giving up a home run. Um, so yeah, this, like, this is a bullpen that you, you can lean on in the, the playoffs and like that can really propel you. Well, two of our division's best second basemen are hurt right now. Jose Altuve and Dylan Moore. Dylan, don't ever say, (laughs) Dylan, see, I know you're listening. You like that. I was like, who is the second one? <laughs> Dylan, did, man. Did Semyon... Is Semyon the second? I don't actually know if he's winning second. I think he is. Yeah, he is. Ooh, uh, ooh, so Dylan's returning somewhat, somewhere mid-April, right? Col- Colton's the guy. Probably yeah. Colton's job pending... What? Like Colton's our leadoff guy? This injury is a little irrelevant. 
or it's going to be really a platoon from April on? I, th- I think it's going to be a pretty clean platoon with Wong getting the 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 long side of it because he hits lefty. Um, but yeah, more was taking grounders today, I think. Um, they're really encouraged with how the oblique is coming along, which like feels strange with a an a body part and injury that's so uh just mercurial. Uh I don't know. Um a lot of but, obliques this off season. Yeah, I it seems like it. I I <laughs> I don't know how you, you know, in terms of injury prevention uh work with that, but it's like I feel like that's one of the areas you gotta really take care of. So um yeah i think he's like he's always hit lefties really well i think i think this could be a really nice platoon like it has the potential to be really really good and also not that great because if the oblique lingers like you know more is not going to be <laughs> very good so he's coming back mid-April. Um, another thing I really wanted to get your opinions on is the uh, the velocity with uh, the Gilbert, Kirby, Ray. You mentioned Robbie already with, with his fastball gaining, what's the average? Two miles, three miles faster than last year? Yeah, he's sitting like 95. And last year, I think he sat 93.4 or 93.4, I should say. Um so it's like a, a tick and a half. And I think I think the and this might be outdated, but I think the biggest if we're talking a full tick, the biggest increases are like ninety-three to ninety-four. Um and after you get to that like ninety-four threshold, like the the gains are not so exponential. So the fact that he's at ninety-four would be good. Ninety-five, like he's back to having one of the better fastballs of all starters. So, so when a educate us, Mikey, the normies like myself, a group of pitchers collectively gain velocity. What's going on? Like different forearm techniques, hyperbolic cryotherapy. Lol, you know, shorter (laughs) fingernails. Like, how how do you explain it? If so I don't like I think kinesthetically on on the biomechanics side, like I'm a certified dum dum. <laughs> um but did you just say biogenesis? <laughs> Biome- I don't know, but I meant biomechanics if I did say biogenesis. <laughs> no, you said you said you didn't say genesis. I was joking. <laughs> um but I I I actually reached out to one of the schools in the area and was like, like a colleges. And I was like, Hey, y'all need help on the tech side. Um, I would have pitchers throw weighted balls. And I, so, uh, I'm not even going to say his name, but the, the guy who has pitched for the guardians most recently was with the Dodgers is now in like Taiwan He's a fucking idiot when it comes to anything not doing not to do with baseball. But a lot of his training techniques, I think, are actually correct. Um, 
Well, he invested so much research in like actual labs and universities and yeah, you know, we don't have to harp on him for sure. But. Yeah, but I think a lot of the high effort stuff that he does, like, um, you know, like the the janitor throw, you know, from from the outfield, like you know when you when you throw a seed in from from like center field and you fall over, like do a somersault, like that. That's probably a good, like that type of thing is is a good thing as a a pitcher to to train because. Um, like, you know, you're, you're using, uh, you're trying to create as much like torque and uh, like really efficiency in, in your mechanics as possible. So I think like between, I don't know, all the weighted stuff, these things all help. Robbie Ray, uh, apparently shed some weight, which I think is generally pretty dumb, but cause like Alec Manoa is like, I think 275 and a super dope pitcher. Uh, but I think sometimes like these things can maybe help you get mechanically to a spot that you couldn't before. He did alter some, uh, his mechanics. There's something in there and, and the Mariners are on the forefront of a lot of these different things, whether it's the, the mental side of the game or, um, biomechanics whatever it may be uh so so it um, really is like sometimes like that old school when it's like weighted balls you know my brother um he he played baseball i mean we both did but he he played longer than i did um and as he was training for u-dub actually shout out huskies he went to this like weird three-week underground camp like no drugs were taken but it was like basically <laughs> the a... <laughs> whole selling pitch was you come here and we'll you'll get guaranteed three miles on your fastball. And they just That's go through wild. this like rigorous training of like throwing motion in the water, throwing these weighted balls, you know, like all kinds of arm stuff. I mean, think about Lucas Giolito in 2019. He was the poster boy for shortening your arm circle. Um, so essentially, you know, picture your favorite quarterback. When they're rearing to throw the ball, they're not reaching straight out, like extending their arm and throwing the ball, because that's a really inefficient... Like, you'll hear... Uh, I don't know if we have football fans here, but you'll hear all the time, you know, like Tim Tebow, like would do that. Um, it's not only, yeah, it's not only a, like getting the ball out quicker, but, um, it, it's just like, uh, you're just using your, your body more efficiently. And Lucas Giolito is the poster boy for this. So he used to, I mean, Bryce Miller kind of does it where it's, mm -hmm. um, your your arm is getting fully extended uh and and you're releasing the ball like lucas giolito now releases the ball or when he's like rearing back to throw like his arm is completely bent with his elbow like near his body um robbie ray did that in 2020 and i wrote about it way back in the day at pitcher list um so he's tried you know some of these things and i think the arm circle is, is shorter than it it once was but it you know, I 
I think between being open to sending guys to driveline and also having their own internal stuff, they're smart. Whether it's pitch mix, mechanics, um, mindset. Right. Uh, we've heard Paul Seawald talk about, you know, this stuff. Uh, they're sharp, and I'm happy to to be, you know. We're going to do um, a video I'm, in one of those camps. I mean, maybe they won't let us because secrets. But <laughs> let's try to go there and uh, let's see if we can get a, if we can get a mile on your fastball in a week. Deem it a success. Deem it a success. You do have records to break at that pitching machine at the stadium. Oh, Personal man. Records. I actually just watched, uh, I was searching something on Twitter, uh, and I saw that video that Janice posted at the White Sox I stadium. It. I, 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 I kind of wonder if, if the gun was hot, because I, I was pumping 67. <laughs> um, Damn, a good day for you, though. And overalls. But then I went to the Mariners thing and just throwing as hard as i can like max effort cold and i was throwing like 55 or something like that and my i my elbow it just wanted to fall off afterwards you might but, need tommy john yeah dude it, <laughs> it was bad uh so are you going opening day? the guy no i'm not ready you're not ready no i'm just kidding <laughs> So you're going? No, I'm, I'm going. All oh, right, you already have tickets. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm gonna, I Let's still need it. to buy my resale tickets somehow, somewhere. Weren't you supposed to let me know if your brother was flaking? I think he's going. I need to ask him. That's fine. I I support him <laughs> going. I'll I'll figure it out. I hope some of uh the Discord people go as well. The, the, oh, the yeah. people submitting these awesome questions that I think we should get to right now because we're we're up against that time. Great segue. Um, should we start with Zach's question? Zach G? Uh, yeah. What player or aspect of the team do you expect to enjoy the most slash have the most fun with non-Julio division? Oh, man. I So my answer is... Hmm. I think it's going to be really fun to. So it's it's a two part answer because I can I, I always cop out. Uh, I think it's going to be to watch Jared Kelnick have fun and like thrive and like really enjoy playing baseball. Um, like I think this is a really good environment for him to to do that on several levels. Like have fun, you know, to have to Oscar. Eugenio, um, I think he's going to rake. My other answer is seeing which guys in the bullpen actually end up breaking out. And again, I think it's going to be Trevor Gott. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm a pitching nerd and love, love seeing how guys, you know, kind of go about these things. That's my answer. I read this question wrong. I thought he meant like non Julio team, but I, I get it. I get what Zach's asking. I I, th I think for me, hmm, yeah, I definitely would. I, I will say, Kellenick's either gonna make us feel really good or really bad. <laughs> There's not gonna be a middle, you know. Yeah, that's 
you know, part of the double-edged sword that I think he comes with. I That's kind of what I was trying to explain to folks on our Discord is that the expectations are so high again. And I can't remember the last time where a highly touted prospect like JK had such a flop season and immediately the season coming up, the expectations somewhat seem like right back where it has been before the flop. And I, I totally yeah. agree. I mean, I think the environment's better. The clubhouse is better. His head is better. But it, in my opinion, it would have been nice for him to kind of come in, slot in as like the eighth or nine hole hitter, play some off field, ease back into it. But people are going to be looking at his stat line from day one. And that that kind of scares me, you know, but he has the talent for it. And, and I'm, I'm very curious to see how it pans out for sure. I, I believe in him, but yeah, I think yeah, it's going to be a good year. My, my other thing, I mean, of course, I've said this since since I started joining this pod is, is it's Colton Wong season, baby. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm yeah. going to be there throwing up the shakas, <laughs> yelling my chi trying to get his attention. He still has not opened my DM on Instagram. It's OK. You know, he was busy with his brother who just got sent down. Keen, you'll be back up soon playing a minor but important role is my <laughs> prediction. And it, it's just it would be cool to see the Mariners take the leap and being a contender leading off with a guy uh from the 808 i love to see it um you know he also as many of you know played college baseball at the university of hawaii like this dude is as hawaii as it gets uh and yeah man it's a success story i'm excited to see it our very own dustin pedroia if you will oh no <laughs> <laughs> Justin uh Petroia. cool next question did you just highlight one i deleted one that was left over from the last rundown i see i see well let's go to the one your curse is on mariners prospect you're lower on than consensus by brian is it tesh 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 from brian our friend brian yeah what prospect are you like yeah i don't really see it I kind of think it's uh, Freelander Baroa. Um, oh my god, I thought you were about to say Harry Ford. <laughs> At least kind of, like, I just, uh, I have concerns about the ability to just get it in the zone. Um, I do think the stuff is really good, but, you know, like, we, we've seen we've seen what happens when uh when you can't throw strikes actually like i was at i was at day's house for matt brash's debut oh, right first start that. ever yeah 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 i did get to write about for look up brash's first start huh yeah yeah um so i think i think baroa um i don't know if emerson hancock counts because I think Evan White counts. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I'm being mean uh, now. 
I don't know. Yeah. I've gotten I've started to get excited about Emerson Hancock a little bit. I think I think he's starting to, you know, people are starting to come back around on him, so I think I, I he's the other that I'm lower on than the consensus. Um just doesn't doesn't seem to have I just don't know what the fastball shape could look like where it's, you know, where he's not getting lit up by major leaguer. So I, I think I think Baroa is the main guy. Can I uh, sneak in a question I got via text? Yeah. The question is from Josh. Are we going to see a flex in trade by All-Star break? Ooh, that's a good one. Ay, ay, ay. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with no. That yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be decisive and say no. Um Yeah. Is that a is that a no that Mikey wants? Is that a it probably is not going to happen because it's the Mariners. I th- I think that Flexen hasn't been traded yet probably speaks to uh the Mariners not not getting offers that they feel like is worth it. And I don't think you trade Flexen just to trade Flexen because you have the depth. I think it's good depth to have. Like I I I think pre-pod we were kind of talking about like yeah, you have I mean Justice Sheffield, Dollard, Hancock, Miller, McCacken, um, you know, all these guys in triple A, but uh you know, we've seen Flexen do it for a season where I'm trying to remember how uh, his fan graphs war was. I'm pretty sure it was like three. Yeah, literally 3.0 in 2021. So that's a pretty valuable piece. Um, Has Glaber been offered you know? or not? <laughs> I, I think that was probably uh, fabricated. Someone created that. Uncle is, Corey. Is that enough for you, though? Oh yeah, I would do Glaber. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, depth is definitely something not to overlook for sure. But it, it yeah, I, I, I get what the fans are saying. It would be nice to have one more bat. You know, it would be nice to have some insurance, maybe even some outfield depth. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they've been so healthy. Knock on, I don't know if you heard me, but I knocked on wood. Uh, things could happen. I hope they don't. But, um, you know, it's not only other teams that will be changing. It could be, it could be us. And, and if any of the other four or five starters, you know, uh, deal with something, then Flexen can step in and give you quality innings. So, um, yeah. All right, should we do one more? Um, yeah, I could probably combine a couple that have since been asked in the Discord too. But yeah, yeah let's do ahead. the. Let's, uh, I mean, they're. Um, Durs asked, "What's what's the go-to meal at the ballpark?" And Yo, if you've been I to literally other was going to bring that up and pretend that was a fan question. How <laughs> funny! 
That's hilarious. I was going to be like, hey, Mikey, this random <laughs> caller called my uh, radio line and asked what your favorite go-to meal is at the ballpark. So I'll shout out a, a couple. I think I feel like the best food I've had are um, guaranteed rate. Uh, they had elote. Uh, which smacked, and I That's actually went to a game. Old ballpark food, though. It's it's kind of wild, but I think it makes sense, especially because the South Side, uh, has a pretty strong Latine uh, yeah. population. Um, and I went with SD to City Field, and we got these like some sort of like steak sandwich. It was it was hella good. So Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, I mean don't feel pressured, Mikey. I know we're 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 proud uh cultural people. Um and there's a lot of cultural food at the Mariners ballpark, which which is good. I'm not knocking <laughs> it. I, I'm very yeah. happy to see the diverse choices. I just don't love paying $32 for three pieces of, uh, just for dim sum, you know? Bro, they got Din Tai Fung. But that's <laughs> like, what I mean. Like, it's great. So they weird. have dumplings, they have Shalambao, but it's, it's Din Tai Fung, though. It's like the bougiest main Like street. the worst, the worst dim sum, like. <laughs> They did open the Hawaiian place. Um, it's always packed and fucking sold out by the third inning, though. Interesting, because when it first started, it was kind of being slept on. Marination, I like right? We, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like we went there and they were sold out of Spam Musubi. That's true. That's true. They have grasshoppers at the stadium. <laughs> Eggers Cantina. Yeah, they do, I yeah. think. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, they have Din Tai Fong. They have... You know, the the burgers is always a debate. I always go back and forth from getting like Lil Woody's or Kid Valley. Because I, I think, you know, mm. both are pretty good. I like Lil Woody's. You know, I my hot take, and actually the first time we met in person, we got Paseo. I'm going to say Paseo is overrated. Uh, mm. It hasn't been the same since. You uh, mean since the kitchen the stuff walked out? <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah, like... Yeah, a handful of years ago now. I mean, like since I, I mean, I was living in Seattle, dude. They like walked out, and the chef and they started Unbn on Fremont. Yeah, and and that's why there's that whole like debate between like Unbn and Paseos. I mean, some local small town drama here, but yeah, no, definitely give me Unbn over over uh, Paseo. But I, I, I'm like, it just changed. that's Can I tell take. you the most overrated ballpark food I've ever eaten in my whole life? Ooh, yeah, let's hear it. The Dodger dog. Oh, uh, like, what really? am I buying? What am I buying? Yeah. What am I spending $11 for like this basic ass hot dog that I thought would at least be gigantic? <laughs> it's a regular ass hot dog. Yeah. The Why is it called a Dodger kinda... dog? Like, yeah. at least if you call something a Seattle dog, like, you know what it's coming with, you know? Am I just being yeah. stupid? Am I, like, forgetting 
Did I get punked? Did it not come with the Dodger part of the dog? <laughs> uh, Wouldn't you say a Dodger dog asked. is like top three most like known ballpark food? Like it's like a brand like. name at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Nope. It's just a fucking hot dog. But man. yeah, if, if we're going to a game, I think you'll probably catch me getting a uh, little Woody's, uh, Spam Musubi. I think that's really it. I mean, you know, also just like normal, you know, like a hot dog or whatever. But I will say those uh, nachos with all like the Kahlua pork and just the overloaded nachos and those stands when you walk in are. Are pretty bomb. Like if you're hungry mm. and you're just trying to snack on something for a couple innings and you don't care oh, about dude. all the germs on your hands. I think just getting great. food outside on Occidental, that's the move. Okay, so the Dodger dog is advertised as a 10-inch dog. The Costco dog is advertised as a quarter pound plus dog. <laughs> We're really getting into it. We are an analytics podcast. We're really getting into the analytics of hot dogs. I'm just saying the Dodger (laughs) dog is. I don't know. I just got upset. Also, Mariners. I think the Mariners and SeaTac Airport has some of the most diverse food options in general. We're very proud of kind Mm. of the melting pot, if you will, of Mm -hmm. everything that Seattle is made up of, which is great. But for the. For the Seattle baseball stadium to only have one coffee stand at the third level at the very top by the bathroom doesn't make sense. Yeah, what, dude? Dude. It's Seattle. We love coffee. Last the the eighteen inning game, I started. Yes, exactly. I started. Oh my god, I started the game with a a avocado. Oh man, you must have been crashing towards like the seventh inning though. Yeah, dude, I was. I was starting to have existential thoughts by the like twelfth inning. <laughs> my brother was really upset at me by the eleventh <laughs> inning. He was like, "I can't believe oh, it didn't link." You were there? Sore. Oh yeah, I mean, I stayed the whole time too. It, yeah. it wasn't like the like the the weather bad too. Like, wasn't there like smoke? Yeah, dude. It was like the I forgot what you call it. The, the, the wildfire smoke, so it was, right? It's like one fifty. So it was. I mean, I was wearing like a KN ninety five, but it was not good. Yeah, it was miserable. The Mariners obviously lost. It was a, I don't know. It, it was. It's kind of cool to say that you we've been at the longest uh, played playoff game in history, and it probably won't be beaten because of these rule changes. So you have to think about that. Like, oh. I think we sealed the deal, and, and, it is and being at the longest history, playoff huh? game probably forever. Yeah, you know the game's not getting any shorter. I mean, longer. I mean, especially you know? now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's cool to say, but nobody <laughs> cares because we're still scarred from that experience. <laughs> I, I was desperately trying to find Red Bull. Oh, they also stopped selling alcohol, remember, by the ninth inning? So it Dude, was they like selling food too by the seventh. Yes, it was a bunch of hungry, sobering up fans for an extra three and a half and- hours. We we should be clear, like that is a good thing. Like that is a union thing that they they stopped serving, so you know people aren't working too long. the The loophole was that people who were volunteering, uh, they were still selling food. So I got like a shitty pizza in the seventeenth, eighteenth inning. Uh, road, road the home union on my workers, of it. course. 
don't exploit yeah. the labor, but the stadium should have prepared for that in some way. You know? Yeah. Like, just started passing out free water bottles or something. Not for real. It was it was a lot. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Act like you've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, now we have. We're, we're prepared now. Um, prepared. How should we wrap, Mikey? Anything we missed? Anything we covered? Opening days in three days. We have to uh, come back on an opening day special pod. I did not talk yeah. about that with you. That is not in the plans. But I'm presenting that on air for accountability because <laughs> this season's going to be epic. Yeah, it is. It's going to be. I'm. I'm. This is the most excited I've been as a Mariners fan. Uh, on Even more day. than last year. Yeah, for a long time. So. And now we don't have the 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 playoff drought hanging over our head. So, um, yeah, I think there's maybe a couple questions we didn't get to, but uh, I think also people we're trying to keep it to fifty to sixty minutes, and I think we're about at an hour now. So maybe a live um, pod at the stadium. How hectic would that be, <laughs> dude? You can you can get the seats with uh you know you, like you can bring your laptop and sit up in the hit it here cafe or whatever like like office vibes i'm all about that i i i wish to be drew barrymore in fever pitch <laughs> i want to be like taken around by jimmy fallon bringing my work apologizing sitting in season ticket seats at <laughs> fenway you know i i channel her energy i know she was kind of like poo-pooed because she was like working during the game but i if i had it my way my we work would be at the stadium during the games why not that would be so lit. It'd be so fun. We'll do a live pod there one day. We'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. I mean, we yeah. barely can get the audio working from home, so. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. But yeah, uh, um, cool. I think just reiterating Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. But otherwise, yeah, we'll we'll get back at it in a couple of days. Maybe we'll have SD on or something again to talk Kalnick. I don't know. I don't know if it's too much to rehash. We talk about it every episode, but um, just excited about the season. We're excited. We'll see you at the game. Thank you for listening. You can find Mikey at underscore Kuya Mikey. Did I say that right? I did did that from uh, memory. Yeah. Hell yeah. Underscore Kuya Mikey. You can find me at at Dayshik Jr. on Twitter and other platforms. Excited for the season. Send us your questions. Thank you for listening. Let's go Mariners.